showcasing Watford's talent, Rob Vibes. Tonight, I am joined by the lovely Miri. Welcome. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. I'm very happy to be in Watford. Watford, <laughs> your first visit. <laughs> it was great. It was actually before it started bucketing down. I was really enjoying just, yeah, it's nice. It's just nice getting out of London, actually, or the yeah. inner city. And these music nights that you, you host, you actually often put on events that feature some of our artists from Hertfordshire. We do, yeah. Which is brilliant. We so do. We'll hear I was just going to say, I should say, I co-promote the night with a very good friend of mine, uh, Lydia a.k.a. Rose Red. So I I can't take all the credit. Is Rose Red? Yeah, Rose Red and the Butterfly. She's a musician as well and she also does um, online PR and she's an amazing person, amazing person to work with. So we're both very much out and about and always kind of uh, finding new artists or uh, yeah just just seeing so much talent. So it's great that we can have somewhere to say hey guys we want you We'd love for you to come and perform at Blue Monday, so... Awesome. Well, I want to hear... There's so much... I really am worried that we've only got sort of less than half an hour to talk because there's so much I want to talk to you about. We'll come back to Blue Monday and the nights that you hold hold in a few moments because I want to start with who is Miri? Like, when did this music bug first hit you? Because it's... Once you get it, that's it for life. So how old were you when you first fell in love with music? I think from when I... Yeah, just it's it's so stereotypical, isn't it? When I was four or five, but I've I've loved music from a kid. I love musicals actually. Do you? I think that's kind of all right to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nowadays, but yeah, my my uncle used to make me and one of my brothers these these cassette. In those days, it was cassette tapes of all these like uh, various musicals, and we just I just liked stuff that was really easy on the ear. And I remember as well, another brother used to play all the like the Police and lots of eighties classics, and I used to sit outside because I wasn't allowed in his room I used to sit outside and just listen to these songs and I because I just I just loved what it sounded like so I think just yeah from from a kid and then I, I started playing piano um I think when I was about four or five um and then I stopped when I was 12 because I wasn't really enjoying it just felt you know I just wasn't enjoying it so much but it gave me the foundation I needed to kind of write songs and and what have you so and was it around that time that you started writing songs and sort of experimenting it was with music? actually yeah it was around i think i was about 11 when i first wrote this this poem and then at 12 i just started writing a song and you know when you're little kids and you're like trying to be deep or no i think actually it was just a way of expressing how i felt and i just discovered oh i can use you know words and then I can, you know, put melodies to it and chords and what have you. Um, but I would—I <laughs> don't think the songs that I wrote I'd necessarily want to record in, in this day and age. Yeah. But um, again, everything's a process and that led me to sort of, you know, where, where I am now. So, yeah. What was that moment that you first got out and shared your music with other people? Was it a live gig? Were you nervous? Um and you know what it's actually in school assemblies but I'd, I'd get other people to I'd get my friends to sing my songs because I didn't think I had a good voice I, I just thought um, I remember a teacher said to me as well that my voice or paraphrasing him he was like no your voice I wanted to sing Baby Love um, he's like you're no Diana Ross and, and so I was like oh, okay he's like, he just was like my voice was kind of weak or what have you so I'd get friends to sing my songs and 
it wasn't until I left school I started having these singing lessons with this amazing guy um uh, my late mentor and he just saw something and he was like all you have to do is sing and write from the heart and it sounds very sort of like something out of an 80s movie but it just I carried that because I think I always used to think oh but my voice is you know it's it's not like the girls I know at school or what have you but I, so that's just what I did and and when I wrote songs I just you know I think we we kind of taught everything's about competition and I don't see that I love this quote where it's get rich by creation not competition so I try and uh you know take that for for my for my artistry just sing from the heart write from the heart um and so yeah but I think my my first gig was when I was about 18 and that was at Bagley's it was like a hip-hop gig actually because I did this um this music course learning music production and one of my friends who is still friends now he was an MC. he produced a track and I did you know did some vocals on it and we did two of the tracks and it was like yeah it was Bagley's basement bar or something like that and I remember I was just like holding the microphone for I was I don't know what I was doing with my arm <laughs> just kind of like standing uh but yeah it was cool I don't think I was nervous nervous though I think I think I I, I kind of always yeah I think I just enjoyed it enjoyed it did you feel though after having other people sing your songs because mm. when songs are emotional and from the heart you are putting yourself i mean it's almost like standing naked in yeah, front of a crowd yeah, because it's totally. such an intimate personal story that you're often sharing did you find that a bit daunting or did you just love getting up there and and, and singing no, your songs it's, it is quite daunting actually um i mean i used to find that when i was a kid uh playing new songs to to my late singing teacher that I'd be like oh this is quite personal um and sometimes it, you know you, you write a song and then you're like oh right I'm gonna it, it sometimes you don't think about it and then it it does hit you and it is a bit like oh gosh I'm actually sharing this with people like you know my darkest thoughts or or, or you know my my sort of hardest moment sort of thing um but i think it's just again it, you you just keep doing it because you're reaching for something and you need for me i need to express how i feel i need to do that and if i can connect with people through uh my songs and and my voice then that's amazing that's just what i want to keep being able to expand in really and do you find writing lyrics as well quite a therapeutic process? Yeah, definitely. Especially <laughs> when you come out of relationships yeah. and stuff. Get the brandy. No, um, you don't necessarily need alcohol to write songs, kids. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's really cathartic. I think I went through a stage where I forgot how how important it is to write. You know, sometimes one can feel a bit down and people would say, oh, just write a song be like no i'm not in the mood to write a song right now and then i realize actually yeah write a song and so you know i think that's the beauty of it sometimes you can't say what you need to say to a certain person or you know to the government but you can write a song and for me that that feels empowering and i can still get my message out there and share what i feel You've been really busy in the studio, mm. and your new EP um, is sort of, it's finished now, Sound Vibrations, yeah. um, and it all came about thanks to a pledge music campaign. Yeah. Did you think that you would raise enough money to get your music out there? Um, <laughs> I was bricking it. Uh, 
I kind of had a feeling from the start. I felt... I, f- I did feel it was meant to be, but then there were times throughout the process because I think it was it was two months I had to raise the money, and I was just like had moments I was like oh gosh am I really gonna do this you know you lose sight of it it was so it was a stressful Christmas, <laughs> um, but yeah so to answer your question at the start definitely felt now this is meant I feel like this is meant to be I'm meant to record this EP. But there were times throughout it where I was just very sort of freaking... I had my moments where I freaked out a little bit and was just, God, you know, am I going to be able to do this? But So did it work? Was it one of those ones where you had to raise a certain number and if you didn't hit that, that you wouldn't get any of the money at all? Yes. So the pressure was, <laughs> was totally totally on. that. It was totally that. And without that money, you couldn't have got into the studio? I couldn't have got in the studio. Like, I think some people do pledge campaigns and they've already started recording. But literally, I think the end of the pledge campaign was January the 8th and you get some of the money and then you have to deliver the pro- uh, the EP to the pledges on the 12th of February. So you don't have long to, to record, uh, get everything produced, mastered, um, and then just have the finish product sort of thing. And again, you, you want to do that anyway to not let down the people who've supported you and pledged. But also, if you don't, then you don't get your your second in you know lot of of money so i have to say actually in my adult life no it's one (laughs) of the most stressful things i've i've experienced i'm very grateful for it and i had a wonderful uh, pr lady called uh, melinda based in canada who was amazing and she helped so much i couldn't have done it without without her help and support with it um but it is I think a lot of people I've spoken to done crowdfunding campaigns they all say the same thing it is very stressful quite a tense time but again it allowed me to record this EP which I'm very very proud of and happy with so it's incredible as well because it's showing that people want to hear your music which makes it extra special from sort of your previous EPs Mm. and albums that you've worked on which of course are special to you and your Mm. musical journey but there's something extra just lovely that people are saying you know what we want you to be in the studio doing that and they've helped make it happen well let's hear one of those songs then Um, so the EP itself is called Sound Vibrations and the first track you've picked from it tonight to play is Electric Vibes why did you pick this one? Um, well it's track one <laughs> nice good place to start before, you know but it's produced by a very uh, lovely guy great producer called hugh fothergill and um i've always wanted to do a track that can get people bopping and it's got a good beat and i'm hoping to get watford bopping their heads with this one right i'm getting my head ready this is miri and electric vibes on raw vibes smokes life after midnight meditates to the sunrise She'll be lost by the moonlight, but I'll find her cause her star shines. We don't need to know how far we've left to travel, cause we're here, right here. Get close after midnight, reveal our truth to the sunrise. Feel a core in the moonlight, we won't lose cause our star shines. We don't need to know how this journey will unravel. We have no fear, no fear. This vibe's electric in here. She's got me feeling for more. Our vibe's electric and clear. Tonight it's not gonna stop. This vibe's electric in here. 
Vibes by Miri on Raw Vibes, taken from her new EP, Sound Vibrations, which has um, been possible thanks to an amazing Pledge Music campaign. And Miri is in the studio with me now. So there, how many tracks are on the EP in total? Four tracks. And you've worked with various people along the way, different producers. What's it like to work with a variety of, of skills and, and, I guess, musical tastes as well? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, that's that's what was really cool about the, the campaign as well, just being able to have my wish list of producers that I, I could work with. So, um, again, it was a little bit of a gamble because at times I, I was thinking, is, is the EP going to, you know, is it going to sound very disjointed? But, you know, the, most of the producers, they listen to each of the tracks and... and kind of some of them did research on each other so they knew right okay this is the sort of vibe they're coming from and um and i made sure just to kind of oversee the whole sort of sound in my own head and and it just it it works perfectly it really does they've all brought something really beautiful to to each track and if people want to get hold of the ep because the first batch has already gone out to the people that were involved in the pledge music that's right yeah when can everyone else get hold of it well, I'm currently um, looking into to seeing if I can get uh, a distribution deal for the EP. Um, if, uh, as a backup, if that doesn't happen, then I will definitely release it myself um, digitally. I can never say that word, digitally. On Oh, I just did. Just uh, uh, from July. Amazing. So not long to wait at all? Not long to wait. I mean, if I can get some backing for it, um, that would be amazing because it just means more people will will be able to hear it. But um, again, I can always do it myself if that doesn't happen. And if if that is the case, July will be the time. There's also a really nice 
bit of artwork to go with the mm. EP, which was designed by Lauren Deacon Davis, a local That's producer. Right. Yeah, yeah. How did you know to trust her to design your artwork? Because I, I knew that she's done um, quite a lot of art and illustrations, but she hasn't been telling that many people about it. So how did you find out that she was not only good for ears, but also for eyes? Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw um, I saw on her her facebook page actually i saw these drawings and i saw the one of of the hand or the arm and i just it just blew me away and i thought this is going to be amazing because originally i had um, one of my sister's friends who did the original artwork at the beginning of the project and then when i started to record the tracks it felt you know this is really cool and would be great for sort of a t-shirt design but it it's not connecting completely with what the EP is becoming so when I saw that um, and then uh, Lauren she she produced uh, track number three Compass uh, and I just spoke to her about it and and we just took it from there really and I'm really glad that she was yeah that, that she ended up doing the artwork um, and I would just sorry just like to say a shout out to the other producers as well Nick and Hannah Harris at Spare Room Recording who uh, Nick does the sound at uh, for Blue Monday he's amazing um, and just uh, working with him and him and Hannah as a team were just wonderful um, and then my friend Dan we wrote Sound Vibrations It's Okay With Me about four years ago and I always wanted just for people to hear that track and to get it done so again this allowed allowed us to to do that um and and so he produced the last one and we got or he got um someone to do live cello and live violin and then we just layered it i say we he you know i was there at one of the sessions yeah. but yeah he, we just layered it so on sound vibrations uh everything that all the strings that you hear that's all live that's all like a real you know it's it's not kind of programmed in so uh again that's really added to 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 really beautiful sound for that for that last track well now you've you've described it so beautifully i want to hear it <laughs> let's hear this from miri then this is sound vibrations i scattered my thoughts and let Looking for that sound vibration I wandered away from day Slightly tempted by persuasion I blocked those memories That held out too much strain I took my cavalry And left out my last name Never compromising You keep it safe inside Never overexposing The past can leave you numb Holding out for something more The truth can knock your aim Keep you secret from Say, oh, what, it's okay. 
from words that were tainted with frustration I slipped away from pain focused raising my vibration broke my thoughts into glimpses to see beyond the the title track from Miri's new EP and Miri's in the studio with me now a very very busy person um, always doing your own gigs with your own music but also hosting other events and a monthly night called Blue Monday which started like five or six years ago tell me about how Blue Monday began and what it's all about Okay, um, basically uh, a good friend of mine, Vanessa, she created the night um, and she invited me to perform at the first one and it was such a lovely vibe and, and the night itself, it's she created it and, and Jerry at the Boogaloo, um, this, this really cool, funny Irish guy... He he basically was like, oh, there's nothing in. Sorry for my Irish accent. I won't do an Irish accent. I was, was impressed. Like, that was quite oh, good. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, he was like, there's nothing in in North London for live music. That's for LBQ women and what have you. So uh, Vanessa started it, and and then she didn't put another one on. And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, it's quite a lot to do on your own. So I might not continue it. And I was like, nah, look, I'll help in any way I can. Because I just, the, the energy, the vibe, it was just so lovely. And so we can we started to run it together. Um, and then Vanessa ended up moving back to France. 
and uh, Rose Red, she'd come and performed at the night a few times and she'd really kind of embraced and just got what we were about. Um, and so we both decided, because I knew I couldn't run it on my own, so we both decided she'd be perfect. So remember we were sort of around Waterloo and we just made the call. It was like, <laughs> would you would you be up to co-promote it with me while Vanessa goes away? And, and she was like, yeah, she'd love to. And, um, and, and it, it's been, it's really great working you know with with Lydia aka Rose Red um she she's amazing you know we we film and we stream the night live um and we kind of just work very well off each other you know sometimes I want to go steaming and like okay I want to announce this and she's like no you gotta wait you gotta this I'm all like um so she keeps me you know reined in at times (laughs) Uh, but I, I definitely say it's just probably the past few years where we've really found where it's really found its groove and it's really kind of um, yeah just consistently and may it continue sort of pretty packed and what have you which is what we want for, for the musicians and the acts and stuff when I came I think it was nearly a year ago now wow. I can't believe I haven't been back since because I firstly couldn't find a seat when I actually got in <laughs> but it was so because normally you go to gigs and pubs and people are talking yeah. and, and although people are enjoying the music they don't always look like they're enjoying yeah, it because they're yeah. carrying on a little bit having their pub banter or whatever and I was too nervous to come in because it, the audience was so silent <laughs> and everyone was just just so respectful of the musician that was playing I was really awkward about walking through the door because I couldn't because I hadn't been in before I was like is this door going to be right by where the musician is playing like what's going to happen so I spent quite a few minutes outside probably missed one or two songs and then I came in and just the buzz and the atmosphere just hits you it's an incredible night how do you go about finding new musicians to play um well we get we get some people contacting us um also as uh Rose Red and I are both gigging about and and just around you know go to a lot of live music um we we find musicians that way so if i'm on the same bill as someone and i'm like wow this person's amazing like i had uh, one friend richie phillips we were both playing an open mic and it was just loud and people talking and he, he was so good and i was just like i've got to get him down to blue monday to play because uh, we're quite kindly militant you know we say to the crowd look or i say to the crowd look hush shh, while the artists are performing um so and also sometimes i see street performers as well sometimes if i'm out and about i saw this amazing guy uh he he beatboxed and he also played the harmonica and then the other day i I came across in in stratford near me just like a a beautiful voice just singer songwriter and so i hope we can get her down to blue monday so it's just yeah lots of different ways i guess awesome if people want to find out more about the events um where can they go to find all the information um if you go to our page on facebook it's blue monday ldn or you can also follow us on twitter blue monday ldn and in april you've got quite a big event coming up a a special one-off event yeah we we're collaborating with green note for a one-off event called girls to the front um it's actually sold out a couple of weeks ago um and that's going to be very exciting we've got mini birch we've got dana emmanuel and the stolen band we've got xyla rue now signed to sunday best uh we've got ruth theodore and i can't miss out he's he's we've got five there's a there's someone else Oh my gosh. Oh, me and Dubai. Me and Dubai. And then me and Rose Red will be doing a few songs to, to warm the crowd up at the start as well. 
Amazing. That sounds like it's going to be a great event. If people want to keep an eye out on all the Blue Monday events, but also you and your work as a musician for Miri, and, and also keep an eye out for Sound Vibrations when yeah, they can get hold of that, where can they go to find you online? Um, if you go, you can either go to my website, miriofficial.com, that's M-I-R-I, or go to my Twitter, Instagram, uh, artist Facebook page, SoundCloud, it's all Miri Official UK. Amazing. It's been so great to have you here tonight. Now, showcasing Watford's talent, Rob.